When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Welcome back in, everybody, to another episode of Tide Talk Live. Stacy Blackwood joined, as always, by my good buddy, Jake Thomas. Jake, the Crimson Tide are fresh off that loss to Texas. They're going to look to rebound this weekend against the South Florida Bulls and uh, got a lot to look forward to in our preview and prediction show. We're going to dive into that in just a minute. Uh, Jake, how, how you doing tonight? Doing great, man. It's uh, pretty much middle of the middle of the week as soon as you know you get this video out for everybody. So, uh, you know, it's been a great week. Uh, yeah, the loss stings, but you know, you gotta you have twenty four hours to to sulk on it, and then it's on to the next one. So uh, that's what we're going to do, and that's what I hope the team does as well. Yep, it's time to regroup and. Like we'll talk about here in a minute, everything that this team wants to accomplish is still in front of them. Uh, the season's not over, uh, despite what social media says. So uh, we're going to dive into that and kind of preview the the game as well and kind of what we're kind of looking forward to uh, this weekend in the matchup down there in Tampa. But uh, you guys know the drill. Make sure you do like, share, and subscribe today. Jump in the comment section and give us your score prediction for Saturday's matchup with South Florida. Also, Give us who you think the MVP will be on each side of the ball for the Crimson Tide in that matchup with the Bulls. Uh, Jake, uh, like we always do, we're going to look at the offensive side of the ball for Alabama, the defensive side of the ball for Alabama, and kind of how they match up and what we're expecting to see uh, against South Florida. And uh, we'll also give our MVPs for the game as well and a score prediction at the end of the show. Uh, Jake, I, I think it's where we need to start. Uh, it's been the talk ever since the game ended on Saturday night. Uh, offensively, what does this team need to do? And maybe even beyond just matching up against South Florida, what does this offense need to do to get on track? Uh, number one is find, find an identity. Uh, you know, we we got to figure out, uh, and honestly, it's time to put up a shut up. You know, the offensive line all season, all offseason is talking about how they want to be more physical, be more aggressive. I know Tyler Booker said he's pissed off, but are you really? Are you really pissed off to the point where you're going to go out against not only against South Florida, but the rest of the SEC coming up, and, and you're going to move them guys out of your way and get running lanes open for your running backs to, to get five, six, seven yards of carry? Are you going to protect the quarterback? I don't know if it's going to be Jalen Milrow, but regardless, it don't matter who's back there at quarterback, whether it's Ty Buckner, Jalen Milrow, or Ty Sim uh, Ty Tyler Buckner, or Ty Simpson. If you can't court, you know you can't block for your quarterback, and he's on his butt. You're, you're not making plays offensively. So, regardless who the quarterback is, the offensive line has got to play a lot better. If you're really pissed off about it, Tyler Booker, get everybody else in the offensive line pissed off as well, and go do something about it instead of just talking about it. 
Yeah, I'm sick of the talk, Jake. I'm sick of the talk from from. I mean, even even you know, I, I don't want people to take this wrong way, but I'm sick of the talk from from Nick Saban as well about right. the the lack of execution and and you know Tyler Booker mentioned the energy level. Kuled McKintry Lynch, uh, mentioned the energy level. If you can't get excited to play Texas at home, one of the mm-hmm. biggest home non conference matchups you've ever had uh, under in the Nick Saban era, if that doesn't get you excited, then you don't love football. And right. if you don't love football, what are you doing at Alabama? Right. And and I'm not. I don't want to throw them guys under the bus. And and I don't even mean to come off in a negative way towards those guys. But uh, you know, like you said, Jake, it's time to put up and shut up. I, I don't mm-hmm. care what they have to say. I don't want to hear what they have to say. I want mm-hmm. them to show me on the field. Right. How much does the game mean to you? How bad do you want to make that guy quit in front of you? That's mm-hmm. what I want to see. I don't want to hear about it. I want you to be about it. And I, I'm looking forward to that, Jake. I hope they do it. I, they, they certainly can. Yeah. They have the talent. They have the Absolutely. tools. It's just about doing it. And and mm-hmm. like like you've said, I don't want them to talk about it. I want them to be about it. So mm-hmm. uh, and I'm with you. It starts up front with the offensive line, but it's 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 all eleven players on both sides of the football, right. Jake. They've got to be better. Mm-hmm. I mean, right now through two games of the year, Will Rockard and James Burner are the team team MVPs. <laughs> yeah. I mean, absolutely. I, I mean, I say that almost in jest, but it's the truth. Yeah. It's the truth. Name me two players or name me any other player on the team who has done their job as well as Will Rockard or James Burnham has done his their jobs. I, I can't, honestly. Okay. I mean, that's yeah. it. they have been the best two players on the team through two weeks. Right. And and I don't even know that it's relatively close. Yeah, you're right. And so it's it's time for everybody else – on the team to step up, and we'll get to the defense in a minute, but it's the same thing on that side of the ball as it is on the offensive side of the ball. Show me the Bama standard. Show me what it means to you. Show mm-hmm. me you want to, you know, make their you-know-whats quit. I, mm-hmm. th- I, I want to see it. I don't want to hear about it. I'm sick of the talk. I need some action. And like you said, it ta- starts with Tyler Booker, J.C. Latham, Seth McLaughlin. Those guys are, are now veteran players. Right. I want to mm-hmm. see it. I want to yeah. see it. So that that's where it all starts, Jake. I'm with you. It starts with those guys up front. They've got to be better. And and I'm gonna be I'm interested to see what, what Coach Saban and Tommy Reese are gonna do at the quarterback position, Jake. Look, yeah, Milrow has shown flashes. There's no doubt about it. Milrow has shown that given time, he can be a really good football player. I think he can be a good quarterback as long as he can continue to make progress in processing the defense and reading coverages, not staying honed in on whoever that first option is and staring down a receiver. He's got to get out of that, Jake, because you're not going to beat good teams with that type of quarterback play. Right. You're just not. You've got to have somebody who can read coverages, process the defense, and make plays in the passing game on a consistent basis. And right now, Jalen Milrow is not getting that done. So if they think that somebody else, either it's Tyler Buckner or Ty Simpson or maybe even Dylan Logan, if they think they can get that done, then it's time to make the move now. Yeah. I mean, the the time for waiting is over. Because like I mentioned at the onset of of the show, Everything this team wants to accomplish is, is still in front of them. Right. They have not played an SEC game yet, so they, they've got a clean slate when it comes to the SEC. If you make it to the SEC championship game with one loss and you and you put up a good fight against you know probably Georgia or you even beat Georgia, you're in the playoff. Mm-hmm. So everything Absolutely. that you want is still ahead of you, but you've got to start to make things right right now. Uh, it starts with those guys up front. It's, it's, it, it goes on to the quarterback situation. 
And, uh, you know, I think I think if you look at tight end, I think we've been pretty good at tight end. Amari Nye Black's been a, a really good player. The receivers have really stepped up and made yeah. plays uh, so far through two games. Uh, the running back situation, I, I think I think we need to see maybe more of the younger guys, if, if maybe they can be more explosive in the running game. So uh, it, it's time to, to to do something. You have to – it's a call to action really is what this is. You've yeah. got to do something. Some minor changes have to be made. I'm not saying you have to revamp the entire offense. I'm not saying you have to do a wholesale change on who you play. But I'm saying if you're going to make changes, the time is now. It's this week at South Florida. It's time to make the changes. It's time to see the change, and hopefully it's for the better. Yeah, I agree 100% on all that, Stacey. You know, it, you don't want to be making a change against Ole Miss in you know, the week after, that's for sure. You've got to do it this week. And um, I, I feel like at this point we do need to see what the other options are at quarterback. Uh, they may circle back around and just say, okay, well, Milrow is still, you know, gives us the best shot. And and if that's the case, then then so be it. But at least they they made that circle and, and tried them all out. But, uh, you know, like you said, it's about Milrow. I, he has shown flashes. Uh, flashes. He does have some some good about his game. Uh, he does have some negatives about his game, but everybody's focusing on the negatives, but they, they need to focus on the positives as well. Uh, because I feel like, you know, he, he, he's, he almost, he, as, as bad as it hurt in that Texas game, he did hurt us with those two interceptions. He also kept us in that game a little while as well by, by going down the field and, and uh, leading a touchdown drive. So, you know, you don't want to be, you know, be negative about a, about a player. I mean, I, I've told people this on social media this week. They're 18 and 20 year old kids. You know, we got to remember that, and we are spoiled as a fan base because, you know, we want we want to be perfect. We're, we, you know, how many championships has Alabama won with one loss? I mean, yeah. that that's how we need to be thinking. This loss is not going to hurt us. We moved to 10. If we went out, guess what? We're back to fourth or third, just depending on how the rest of the SEC shakes out. And if and if Georgia with that cupcake schedule is still number one at that time, we beat them. Heck, we go to number one if we've been in the SEC championship game. So the goals are still there, but it's time for the players. You know, we hadn't talked about defense yet, but Dallas Turner, he's another one who taught big all offseason. Where was you at in, in the biggest game of pretty much your career you know, last you know last Saturday, you had like I think one or two tackles. You didn't show up when you needed to, and and you're a leader of this team. So you know that was very disappointing that happened as well. Yeah, and, and we're going to get to the defense in just a second. Um, I, I want to point out something. I, I think I think you need to now that the the we've we've passed the loss. It's time to move mm -hmm. on. I think most everybody's over the you know just being pissed off about it now stage and, and look at it from from this point of view mm -hmm. instead of playing a cupcake in week two alabama had texas yep um so if they played a cupcake they would have won uh i mean the truth is that they're they're probably better than, than i mean they're better than south florida they're probably better than Ole miss arkansas mississippi state so you're looking at a team that was going to be if they played a cupcake they're five six seven and oh Heading into Texas A and M, and you don't even know what kind of team you got. Right. Well, at least mm -hmm. now you know what you got, and what and and you have time mm -hmm. to make the corrections. Right. So that that's one positive 
aspect or positive way to kind of look at the situation. Now you know what you've got and you know the changes that need to be made. Now, whether they can make those changes and improve, that's yet to be seen. Uh, like I was saying, Jake, uh, they have time to make those changes and correct them mm-hmm. instead of having to wait till halfway through the season and really not knowing who you are. They found out early who they are. They can make the changes, correct them, hopefully, and get back on track and, and make a run. Uh, you know, at winning the SEC West and, and getting to Atlanta and hopefully a berth in the college football playoffs. So season's mm-hmm. still ahead of them. Everything they want to accomplish is still ahead of them. It's just about getting those things corrected. And there's plenty to correct, Jake. The penalties is another thing I want to touch on real quick before we get to the defensive side of the football, Jake. Um, Ten penalties for 90 yards at home. I, I just it, – it's, it's, it's unbelievable, Jake. I don't even have the words for it. Yeah, you know, that is that was very disheartening, you know, because, you know, it seemed like that very first game, I don't understand it's middle of Tennessee State, but only two penalties. I'm like, okay, you know, this team's a lot more disciplined than, than years past. Well, the discipline just went out the window Saturday night because we, we was making mental mistakes, making, you know, mental penalties for, for no reason. And, I, you know, I got to mention real quick, but I don't know what's gotten into Seth McLaughlin. He cannot hit – a, a shotgun snap anymore. I'm like, what has happened between the offseason and now? Because he has struggled a, a, of late. And uh, but you know, I, I feel like that can be be fixed. But but the penalties, man, it's all up here, you know. So it, it, all that can be can be adjusted and can be fixed. It's just you know, are you going to put your mind to it? That's the biggest thing. And and a save a saving led team, I know they can put their mind to it and, and make the correct changes needed. But it goes back to the players. Are, are they willing to do that? Yeah, I mean they they've got to get it done, Jake. That those ten penalties in a game is completely unacceptable. It can't right. happen. It shouldn't happen. And it's happened way too many times over the last couple of years. And that's just got to stop. There's no way around it. There's no if, ands, or buts. You've got to get your head in the game and play more focused and have a better mindset when you're when you're between the white lines. And they just got to do it. Like you said, it's. You know, the coaches can only say so much. They can scream about it to their red in the face. But mm-hmm. the players have got to execute on the field. And part of execution is not having pre-snap penalties or yeah. post-snap penalties. So it's all got to be corrected. One more thing before we move to the defense, Jake. Uh, South Florida defensively, uh, they've been very opportunistic through two weeks, Jake. They've got they forced five turnovers so far, two fumbles and three interceptions. they got to save to who already has two picks on the year. So, uh, you know, Alabama better be careful holding on to that football. It's uh, they're an opportunistic defense. Now, their 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 opponents have not been very good. They're one and one right now. They lost to Western Kentucky in Week One and beat Florida A and M uh, in, in Week Two. So, uh, not the toughest opponents, but uh, you know, an opportunistic defense is an opportunistic defense, mm-hmm. and uh, we've shown signs of being uh, you know capable of turning the football over. Mm-hmm. So they they got to take care of the football this weekend against South Florida, or, or it could be another rough uh, viewing for the defense. Uh, but, Jake, as we shift our focus to the defensive side of the football, uh, South Florida's got a redshirt freshman quarterback, Jake, who uh, who's shown flashes. He's uh, he's only completing about 55% of his passes, but um, he's the team's leading rusher, and he's accounted for eight touchdowns in two games, four on the ground and four through the air. So uh, he's, a, he's a pretty athletic player, a gifted player. Like I said, he's a redshirt freshman from North Carolina, and his name has completely slipped my mind for some reason. Uh, but he's he's a pretty solid player. And, and another fun fact about South Florida, you know, their their new head coach is his first year, Alex Golish. 
He was Tennessee's offensive coordinator under Josh Heupel. So he's going to he's going to run that Tennessee style of offense. So it's kind of a good uh, mock game for Alabama to get ready for the Tennessee matchup later in October. So a little interesting fact there as well. So it's going to be an interesting matchup for Alabama's defense against that style of offense. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I'm excited about it. Uh, you know, every opportunity to to improve your game, whether it be, you know, against South Florida or an Ole Miss or A&M or, or a, you know, FCS school, it's always an opportunity to hone your skills and get better each and every week. And after the Texas, like you said, says after the, after the loss, we see what we have to fit, especially defensively. We've got to generate more pressure. We had zero. I mean, uh, there was a stat that come out today that ten percent. We got ten percent pressure the entire game against. You know, that's a front four uh, against Texas. That is absolutely unacceptable. It was like our guys once they engaged, that was it. They were just looking around trying to find the ball. You got to go after that quarterback. Um, I was really. Uh, we mentioned Dallas Turner, but but Chris Braswell did not show up at at all. He was not getting any pressure. So I feel like. We've got to establish some pressure, especially a against this you know freshman quarterback. He we can get him rattled early, and then in the secondary, we've got to have some more communications. I feel like one of the bright spots in the secondary so far has been Malachi Moore, um, and he he's done a great job back there. But it still seemed like there was there was still some miscommunication somewhere last week. Uh, so hopefully we get that get that straightened out. But if there is one bright spot. I feel like it's Malachi Moore. He is playing his heart out right now for for this team. Yeah, I agree. I think I think defensively, Malachi Moore has been the MVP. He's been the most consistent player. He's played physical. He's played aggressive. Uh, he's he's been in the right spot. I feel like every time I've seen him. So uh, you're right. The, the defense has a lot to fix, and it starts with the defensive line and the edge rushers. They've got to get pressure, Jake. And if Kevin Steele has to bring five or six guys to get pressure, then that's what you do. You can't allow a quarterback to sit back there and pick apart your defense. You just can't let that happen. Nope. So if you can't get pressure with four, then bring five. If you can't get pressure with five, bring six. And if you can't get pressure with six, then you ain't going to have a good season defensively. I mean, that's just that's just the fact. So uh, if they can't generate pressure with five or six guys, uh, it's going to be a long season for that back end because they can't cover forever, Jake. And, right. you know, I, and there has been some breakdowns in the coverage. Uh, but you got some newer guys back there. You know, mm -hmm. Terry on Arnold, he played some last year. This is his first full season as a starter. Caleb Downs is a true freshman. Uh, you know, uh, you got guys like Malachi Moore. He's playing safety. He's been a star his entire career. He's played some safety, but he's been a star his entire career. Mm -hmm. He's playing some, some different roles. Trey Amos is getting in there, and also a newcomer from Louisiana. Jalen Key is a newcomer. So it, it, they've got to create some continuity back there and, and be a little better as far as, like you said, the communication and just being where you're supposed to be. Right. And, you know, you can't have the blown assignments and the blown coverages and having, having guys running wide open down the field. That just can't happen. I mean, if you get beat one on one, you get beat one on one. That just, you right. know, that's going to happen from time to time. But in, you know, they had Xavier Worthy matched up on Caleb Downs one time. I can't imagine we have any defensive call where we have a freshman safety mm -hmm. playing man to man coverage against one of the fastest receivers in the country. And right. if we have that in our defensive package, then Kevin Steele's an idiot and Nick Saban's an idiot for letting that happen. I'm sorry. That's right. the truth. That's cold hard truth. That you can't do that. That's that's no. you're you're asking for it. 
So, I, and I don't think that was the, that, that. There's no way that was the call. It was just a miscommunication. Somebody didn't switch. Something happened, and and you know you're matched up Caleb Downs with Xavier Worthy, and Xavier Worthy's going to beat him every time on a foot race. Right, exactly. And it's just he's going to beat most guys in a foot race. So, I can't imagine that was what the call was. So, um. Just got to get better on the back end as far as communication goes and being where you're supposed to be. But to me, the, the the whole the whole thing rides defensively on generating pressure, Jake, and getting movement. I mean, they got to get some movement, Jake. It's just uh, mm-hmm. the, the the defensive line, uh, for whatever reason, just does not seem like it has developed in the last few years. Um, and yeah. you know, I don't want to point fingers, but we, we talked in the preseason, Jake, about how this was this was a contract year for Freddie Roach, and so mm-hmm. far. Uh, I there, there's no reason to bring him back. Yeah, there's 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 been no player development, there's been no player improvement. Uh, Justin DeBoyf is the same player he was as a freshman, so was Tim Smith. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, maybe Jamarian Latham's improved a little bit, maybe that's just because he's put on a little more, you know, he's been more physical because he's putting on some size. Um, mm-hmm. but where's, where's James Smith, the five star freshman? Where's he at? I ain't you know, seen him at all yet. Yeah, we're. I mean, yeah. where's the development in Damon Payne, a guy who's a former five star? Where's right. development in Monkel Goodwine, a former highly rated four star prospect? Where, where is those guys' development at? So uh, that's something that we've got to see, Jake. Those guys have got to play better, and that you know that that goes back to like I said, Freddie Roach. I hate to point fingers, but the facts are facts. They've got to improve. Yeah. I agree, Stacey. And, you know, we talked about it all offseason. And, 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 I mean, it's just a game of football. You win your games in the trenches on both sides. And Alabama through, I mean, honestly, through two games, we the first game I felt like it was better, but it could have been a lot better. But we absolutely lost a trench war against, against Texas last week and on both sides. And, uh, you know, we're not going to win a lot of games when – when we're losing trench, you know, the trench battle. So those guys get more physical. They've got it, they've got to get pressure defensively. Um, you know, we like you said, if if we're if we're only getting if we're blitzing four, can't get to the quarterback, bring five. You know, if we can't get in with five, bring in, bring another guy. If we can't get in with that, we're in trouble. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's just a cold hard truth. So uh hopefully we can we can scheme up some blitzes this week. Now I have noticed and I understand completely because there is a lot of speed on that on that defense that there are plays and there have been times where Texas last week just got out real quick. And and mm-hmm. North Tennessee State did that as well, but there are times where where Euros are just standing in the pocket and there was nobody around yep. and he just sat there and just picked us apart. So yep. You know that that is inexcusable. I know they there's some plays what that have gone out real quick, but there's been plenty of other plays where he has he had ten seconds to throw that ball. Yep, yep. There's it's 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 crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't understand how they how they can't generate more pass rush than what they have so far. And uh, I, I'm hoping you, you see. You know, you got to take each game for what it is. South Florida doesn't have a lot of talent. I mean, that's that's just call a spade a spade so you're not going to learn a lot the only thing but the only thing you're going to learn against a team like south florida jake is is what kind of mentality does this team have coming off a loss do they come out and play hard do they come out and play physical and fast and just with a lot of energy that's what i want to see and and do they execute do they not commit a bunch of penalties do they take care of the football 
just the little things, Jake. They got to take the talent is there, Jake. They just got to take care of the fundamental things that it takes to win football games. And if they do that, they're going to be fine. Yeah, absolutely, Stacy. I mean, we have had the uh, a top three class of the last four or five years, so the talent is there. It's just we've got to get the right mentality and uh, and like game like games like we got Saturday. It's you know I want to see like like Tyler Booker said. I want to see guys playing pissed off. I want to see that that physicality that just blow the guy that's in front of you up and make a lane or on the defensive side. You get to that quarterback as soon as they snap, they say HUD. I want to see somebody in that dude's face. You know yeah. that's we we need to see that we, we need to see that type of mentality this Saturday, just so we know how it's going to be the rest of the season. If we come out with that mentality, then then I'm going to say okay, this team they they realize their mistakes. They're they're going to rectify them, and it's going to be a great season. Let's let's play ball. But if they don't, they just come out lethargic. Then you know I'm like okay. Then then this team is not that team that we yep. thought it was going to be. So yep. I want to see the mentality makeup of this team, like you said, Stacey. Yep, that's that's basically all I'm looking for this week against South Florida. And and Jake, before we head out and give our predictions on the on the game score, offensively, who do you think is going to be the MVP for Alabama? Uh, I'm going to go uh, running back this week, and um, I'm going to go uh, Jason McClellan. I think. You know, he started out really well, and and offensive line started really well in, in the Texas game. I just don't know what happened running wise. It just died. I guess it's because we couldn't really, we didn't really have a passing threat at the time, so they was bringing eight eight men in the box and just shutting us down. But I feel like Jason McClellan is going to ba- bounce back and have a really good day. I could see 125 yards out of him this week. Yeah, I'll, I like that pick. I, I'm. I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Amari Nye Black. I think we're gonna we're gonna feature him a little more this week, make things easier for whoever the quarterback is. So uh, I'm, I'm gonna pick Amari Nye Black for my offensive MVP. All right, what about defensively, Jake? Who you got? Um, I'm gonna go Malachi Moore. Uh, it may be a safe pick, but like like we said earlier, Stacy, he's been the most consistent in in the secondary, and he's been the most physical on the defense. It seems like outside of Deontay Lawson, uh, you know, so far. So I feel like he's going to have a big game, and uh, I feel like I I kind of smell a pick uh, this week from him or some kind of turnover. He almost got one last week with that fumble, but uh, unfortunately, Texas was able to fall on it. Yeah, I'm going to go. You mentioned his name. I'm going to go with Deontay Lawson. I think he's. I think he could have a double digit tackle performance and maybe give him another sack or maybe even a pick. I, I think he's going to have a big game for Alabama. Mm-hmm. He, I think he's the leader of that defense, him and Malachi Moore are. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I like both those picks there. I think both those guys are going to show up and show show out big for, for Alabama defensively. My ex, my ex factor on defense, though, is somebody who I thought or who I think has had a really good show in the first two games. That's uh, Kendra Blackshire. I've been okay, yeah. really impressed with how he's played so far this year and his chances and, and the time he's been on the field. I like that. I like that. All right, I'm gonna give me an X. Fa- I'm gonna give you an X factor on defense for me. I'm gonna go. I think you start to see some younger players. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go James Smith. Okay, I love it. I would love to see that. Uh, I think we might see him this week, and he he may make a play or two. Yeah, we need a spark on that defensive front. So if that's the yeah. guy who brings it put him out there yep all right jake time for our score predictions before we head out uh 
I'm assuming you're going to pick Alabama. What do you think that score is going to be? I think they're favored by like what 34 32. or something like that. It was 32. 32 last I saw. Might be 34 now. All right, let me let me look it up real quick so we can get that yeah. right. Yeah, but but as for the game, Stacey, uh, we've we've 32. Talked, 32. 32. Okay. So as for the game, you know, like we said, we want to see the mental makeup of the team. We need to see how they're going to play, how how they're going to be focused. Because I feel like even when you're not playing, you know, up a team like you got to get up for a game like this, regardless of who you're playing. Especially after a loss, you've got to be mentally prepared and and get out there and play bully ball like you've talked about all offseason. And and I feel like and I'm not trying to be a homer here, but I gotta feel like this team is gonna gonna play differently than when it has the first two weeks of the season. I think they're going to cover that spread easily, and I think they're going to have like a 42 to 48-point win. So I'm going to say 58 to 10 Alabama. Yeah, I've been I've been going back and forth on whether they cover or not um, because there's a, there's, a chance, there's a high chance of rain and thunderstorms for Saturday in Tampa. Right. So I don't know how much the weather is going to affect the game, but I'm with you. I just – I don't even care what the score is. <laughs> I, I want I want to see what the mental makeup of this team is, Jack. It, it's things have got to change uh, as far as the mentality of the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been the same thing for the last couple of years, as far as just they see they see. I don't want to soft. Really, isn't the right word. They're not soft. They just they don't have that edge. Right. And, and I want to see that edge from Alabama. That 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 has become synonymous with Alabama football under Nick Saban. So that's what I want to see. Um, I, I can't. I don't know what a good score prediction is because I haven't thought about the score as much as I want to see the team play from a mentality standpoint. But I, I think Alabama wins. I think I'm going to go something like uh, 45 to, to 10. So I think that's enough to cover the spread. Uh, and I don't know what the over under is, but I'm going to go 45 10 just for for numbers' sake. Yeah. That you know, I forgot about the thunderstorms and stuff down there this weekend. So that's probably a safe bet. Um, so yeah, I, I'm with you though, Stacey. I just want to see what the team does. I want to see how they respond to the you know to adversity after losing yeah. a big game at home. Then now they go on the road, albeit it's not really a huge opponent. But you've got to get your mind right for this type of game to set yep. yourself up for success in the weeks following. So we'll find yeah. out a lot about the team this week. I do. Feel yeah. Like. I mean, the, the way you can look at this, Jake, is the 2023 season starts right now for Alabama. Yep. Absolutely. T- take away the first two weeks. Cause everything's still in front of you. The season starts now. And, and, and Nick Saban even kind of pointed that he said, the future is now right, right now. So uh, it's time. Like you, like you said at the beginning, it's time to, it's kind of time to stop talking and get to walking. So, that's right. Hopefully they can back it up. We'll see. And we're going to find out soon enough, Jake. Uh, but that's going to wrap it up. Uh, thank you guys so much for watching. been a lot of fun to kind of discuss this and kind of get our thoughts and opinions out there, kind of vent a little bit uh, yeah. about about the team and, and what we're hoping to see this weekend against South Florida. But uh, hope you will like, share, and subscribe today. And also jump in the comments and let us know your score prediction for Saturday's matchup with South Florida. But uh, that's going to do it. Thank you so much for watching. And until next time. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do 
and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.